one more try. The men huddled in the barrack with barely a blanket to call their own, frightened of the storm, frightened of each other, frightened of the next day would bring. One more try. He thought of himself crying at the death of a boy he hadn't known, a boy he hadn't even tried to help. One more try. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive reread, Book One, The Way of Kings. This is just a quick warning to let you know that there will be spoilers for chapters 9, 10, and 11 of The Way of Kings. If you haven't read this yet, I would suggest going back, reading, and then coming and finding us afterwards. We'll be here waiting. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And there are three types of people in the world. Those that take lives, those that save lives, and those that podcast with friends. It's Jack. How's it going, Jack? Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, my friend? Oh, another beautiful morning. Yeah, it's uh, completely like pouring over here. What's it like over where you are? Yeah, overcast, uh, drizzle. Well, the you might say the, the droplets are are having an effect. Is it? Um, did you just experience a high storm? I think I'm. I'm. It's in that hour before the uh... right. Um, <laughs> the right before the riddance starts. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, see what we're doing here. See what we're doing. Uh, yeah. Uh, you um, archives. You played some uh, some solo D and D last night with Phil. How did that go? I did. It was fun. Great fun. A lot yeah. of role playing. Uh, we just role played for the first you know two hours. We just uh, talked and developed mm-hmm. uh, storylines and characters, and then and then at the very end had a little bit of die rolling, which was uh, again interesting using the. Yeah, the, uh, the, the the die roller that seems to be hell bent on not telling a good story. No, am it's I, am it really, I yeah, it's really not. Eh? In terms of storytelling, hmm, I got an idea. Let's invent a game where dice determine what the story's like. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's funny is that um, anytime we've played any systems that are contrary to that, where the the you know the dice is not the main force for determining things, they're not mm. as fun. Did you find like I I I, 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 I haven't um, I mean I haven't really spent a lot of time with different RPGs, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, among among the most fun I've ever had uh, at a at an RPG setting was playing Paranoia in high school. Yeah, I'd never played that before. Yeah, that was <laughs> that. Those games were just I have very fond memories of those games. Yeah, I've heard that they're really fun. Uh, uh, Roski, Sean Roski's told me before that, like our group would like really enjoy it, but we just never got around to playing it. So, oh yeah, no, it was uh, that's a fun game. All right, so let's uh, let's get to it. What are your initial chapter... thoughts? Yeah, we're doing oh, chapter nine, ten, and eleven. Nine. Right? Chapter nine, part one. Yeah, Damn so give me your. Um, 
kind of give me your initial thoughts of like all three of these chapters. Let's not break it up right now. Oh, Just give me a kind of an overarching idea of what you thought. You're putting me on the spot here. I am. Um, well, I think we see in general here, we are seeing Kaladin at his, um, at his worst. Mm-hmm. We are really seeing him as downtrodden as he can possibly be. Yeah. Um, uh, I have some questions about, uh, damnation, um, right off the bat, the death quote, um, Oh yeah. Is, uh, quoting, um, 10, uh, shard blades standing before a wall of black, white, and red. Very, Mm -hmm. very big image, but I, as a first time reader have no idea what that's. No, I mean, really referring to, we could, we could pick it apart a little bit. You know what a shard blade is. Obviously we've, we've encountered that before. I know Um, about the 10, the 10, uh, Mm -hmm. the 10 heralds. So it's obviously referring to some moment in the, um, in, uh, uh, Roshar's history. Mm -hmm. But it's being said by, um, collected by one of our own ardents overheard during his last moments. So seems that these death quotes are um, kind of sporadic and all over the place. Mm -hmm. They're not only happening in one area of the world, they're happening all over the place by all these different types of people. So, yeah, I'm really interested in them. uh, Number one, because I'm curious as to who is collecting them still. That's still a big mystery for me. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is I feel like, I feel like Brandon, Mr. Sanderson is dropping little hints in there, little breadcrumbs to follow Little bits of little bits of bird seed to nibble on. So I uh, keep thinking that if you kind of weave them uh, through, um, you're going to sort of uh, discover some interesting interesting things there. I definitely um, think that is a possibility. Um, I can't really comment on those things, but um, mm-hmm. I um, I'll tell you that it took me the second time reading it to find those threads. When you read them first, these, these these moments in these uh, death quotes are kind of innocuous and they don't, um, you, you can't really tie them together to anything because you don't mm-hmm. have the full picture yet. But once you have a bigger picture and you reread the series again, which I think you will because you, I think you're going to like it, um, mm-hmm. that's when you'll start realizing like, oh man, like I never saw that. I never saw that. So that'll, that's a natural so can- thing though. So so in, in, in chapter nine, it's, well, these are short chapters. So nine, 10, 11 are all short. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's very depressing to find out just how, how bad things are in bridge four. So, yeah. so they, 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 they kind of, they kind of, uh, you know, tell you a bit about bridge four and the hardships and you get to, you get to witness it, you know, like I was saying with that one chapter. Yeah. If bridge- we were going to do a recap for chapter nine, it's pretty much, um, life in bridge four sucks here are all the different ways that they suck yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i mean i mean having having every every run that the bridgemen make uh for for particularly bridge four which has the Mm -hmm. highest casualty rate uh you've got one third to one half of bridge four will die yeah this so, is, I think that the, the uh, one third to one half is what an average bridge crew loses, and bridge four has the highest casualty rate. So we, uh, the bridge four loses even more than that, mm. which is crazy. Yeah, it's just nuts. But I, I find it interesting that in this chapter, Kaladin 
there, there's a bit of yin, yin and yang between chapter nine and chapter 11 in that in this chapter, Kaladin is, is, you know, again, he's the rain is pelting him. He, it mentions he couldn't care mm-hmm. of, tw- of 25 men, 23 are dead. Everything is depressing. He's talking about learning the names of, of some of these guys around him so that maybe he can talk to someone in damnation. He's not he's not he's not trying to learn a name or suggest that he learns a name. Well, at first he says there's no point in learning these names at all because everyone's dead. Right. So right. but but then he says, but maybe I should learn a name or two so I can talk to someone when I die in damnation. Right. Right. Um and and he comments that eternal fire is more more pleasant than bridge four. So yeah, this is a pretty harsh, <laughs> harsh chapter. It is um, pretty harsh. You, for you get sure. to you get to learn that these large chrysalises have gemstones at their hearts, or so it's told. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes reference to the Vengeance Pact. Yes. So I am not that familiar, I don't think, with that concept thus far in the in part one. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe I'm mistaken, but I don't know if it's, we've covered um, that already. Th- it's been mentioned before, but it hasn't been oh, explained really? yet. Um, okay. But it will get explained in part two. So I'm not going to okay. explain it for you now okay. because it will. You will get a clearer picture of what this means in the next part of the book. I love. I love that in this chapter, damnation. Um, he's uh, you know thinking of ideas like why is this so with these with these bridge crews? Why is this happening? He keeps questioning right. every tactic that the bridgemen are, are doing and that the higher ups, that the military is is asking of them. He's like, well. Why? Why can't we send a few bridgemen out in front with shields to block arrows? Right. It would right. slow. It would slow them down, and then he just gets told to shut his mouth if he right. if he raises these points to either uh, Gaz or or anyone else. So, yeah, he says something. Pretty... <laughs> like he, he has this thought like uh, that, like something is just off about this war, and he can't put his finger on it yet. He even mentions that Bridge Four's barracks are set away from the others as if it's contagious by proximity. Yeah, like like bad luck is it? Well, he mentions a couple of times in in these chapters here. I'm not sure exactly if it's chapter nine or chapter eleven, but that um, if you do something really bad and they don't want to kill you for it, they send you to bridge four, which mm-hmm. is just as good as a death sentence. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then of course you can always elect to throw yourself in the chasm. So right, the honor chasm, <laughs> the honor chasm. Yeah, which the, which, which gets dealt with in chapter 11, but uh, right. But it, it is mentioned in uh chapter 9 here. Um mm. they do they do bring it up. He says something like um where is it in my notes here? There was always one way out and the chasm right. nearest the camps, the honor chasm. Um so like he it's mentioned and then it gets explained more in chapter 11, so mm. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty sad existence, man. Like really there's not there's it's, not uh it's pretty it's pretty nihilistic, it's pretty yeah. void of hope, this chapter. Well it's titled Damnation. Right. And and he's saying things like we exist to be killed if we're not dead already. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's pretty as a chapter, it's like mm, okay. Uh there's no <laughs> yeah. there's so no I mean, rainbows here. No rain no 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 unicorns, no marshmallows, yeah. uh yeah. No. He says that um, they he's not sure the timing of it, but he thinks that maybe it's been three weeks, two to three weeks mm-hmm. that he's been doing this. But he's like, there's it's just really hard to tell, hard to tell how long they've been doing it, because they've literally been living in hell. And how can you keep track of time when you're living the worst existence of your life? 
Yeah. He says he can't keep going like this. I'm dead yeah. inside. And he finds himself. I think the chapter ends with he finds himself crying yeah. for the first time in eight months. Yeah. And I mean, he didn't cry when he was a slave. He didn't cry when whatever happened uh, in the army happened to him and his men. Um, you know, this was like over the course of you know uh, this happened over the course of these last 8 months so the fact mm. that this is the this is the breaking point for him really mm. tells us how crappy this existence is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Kaladin says that only one other man other than him remained from that very first 40 men that were on the bridge crew yeah which is like a staggering amount of death um mm -hmm. And that uh, he says that the uh, the bridge leader is like the favorite position on the bridge crew. Um, and we kind of get a little bit of that later, too, about how they get to the best spots. They don't, you know what I mean? Like they get to be the kind of uh, it's like it's not like a really not a leader. It's more like a favorite or something. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. A preferred spot. Right. And Gaz, I think, would also favor the bridge leader a little bit in terms of protecting that role from being in the worst spots as well. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it didn't really matter because eventually it'd just die anyway. Yeah. One of the interesting parts <laughs> in this this first chapter that I found was that um, he, uh, Kaladin realizes that if the Alethi arrive before the Parshendi, then no bridgemen mm -hmm. die because... Um, the Alethi are able to make landfall on whatever plateau they want, and right. there's no resistance from the, the Parshendi. If the Parshendi arrive at the same time or, or before the Alethi, that's when the bridgemen die, is because right. now there is a contested battle for this plateau. Um, and the other th funny thing is he's, he mentions mm -hmm. is that if another prince from another um, war camp make it to the mm -hmm. plateau before Sadius' uh, troops... He doesn't even bother going across to help. He just turns his men around and leaves. So um, it gives us a little bit of uh, an idea of this Prince Sadius and how he how he interacts. Yeah, not exactly the best uh, situation there. Mm -hmm. so. He like won't go out of his way to help his fellow princes. Um, right. And so, but in, in a way, the, the bridgemen in, in Cal, uh, Kaladin, should be happy about that. Because that means they don't have to go across the the, the final uh, to the final plateau, right? So when he, they see there's another prince there, they must cheer. They must be super happy. Like we don't have to die now. Are they are they gaining ground in this? Is this is this like is the process the goal here? Do you think in this uh, war, like I, it just seems so asinine, so void of accomplishment. It just seems that exactly like i said like process is the goal like just yeah. war war is the war is the goal i uh, would i would refer to you again the uh the line that Callan says there is something off about this war and right. i can't really tell you too much more about it you're gonna oh, okay. get okay. inside the um in the next part um you're gonna meet a couple of new characters and they will mm -hmm. give you insight into the actual goings-on of this war so okay. I can't really tell you too too much now, but um, right. there is something off about it for sure. Callan tells us so, and you've clearly read into it into the chapter. Yeah. So the mm -hmm. the evidence is there. There is something going on here. Okay. Well, all in all, a good chapter. The highlight for me was uh, him discussing, uh, considering remembering their names to talk to someone in damnation. Mm -hmm. uh, and the re and and part of the reason why I like that highlight is because it ties in with the reversal that happens in chapter eleven. Mm -hmm. 
So I like I like that. That again, it's I, I like the way that uh, that Brandon, Mister Sanderson, uh, uh, is able to turn things around and tie things together in uh, yeah in the uh, in the uh, in the writing. So that's that's really cool. Chapter ten. If well, I mean, our, our, let me let me give me my uh, yeah yeah. Let me let me give me uh, your let me give you my um my highlight here. Um, sure. Uh, Kaladin's like catatonic, right? And he's like, just like, literally, just like The Walking Dead. You know, not to uh, use the, uh, the 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 catchphrase of a different franchise here, but um, he literally is walking around like a, um, a brainless zombie. Um, he keeps thinking about his dad, and his dad would say that there are, you know, I, I kind of quoted at the beginning of the uh, the pod that there are two kinds of people: those that take yeah. lives and those that save lives. And Kaladin yeah. always thought there was a third one, a third, uh, a third one—the people yeah. that kill to save. save and yeah. and then now he's realizing that um, the Doesn't real exist. third one is those that need to be saved and that can't save themselves. That's the really the third group there's those that save lives those that take lives and then the other third group is the useless ones in the middle that are the ones that need to be saved yeah and um that in itself shows i think um how um depressed he is and how um how lost that he is. He, uh, he didn't seem, he doesn't seem like that kind of person. Even, even throughout all of his enslavement, he was fighting um, to try to, uh, to better himself and the better the people around him. And now he's just completely giving into despair. You know, he's, he's going against his own philosophies. Right. And well, even though this is a low light, I think this is a highlight for the episode, uh, the, the, the chapter, because it shows us, it really puts into words how bad it is for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's you know nothing like his former self. Um, he's you know basically betrayed every um, sense of himself that he did have, mm-hmm. and uh, him him looking to find where he places now. So he's thinking about his father's um, his father's advice, his father's uh, pearls of wisdom, mm-hmm. and he's thinking, you know, I, I, I'm 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 no longer killing. Because I'm a bridgeman, I'm not. I'm not attacking anybody, so I'm not. I'm not killing. I'm not taking lives. I'm certainly right. not. I'm certainly not taking lives to save lives. That's for sure. And right. uh, and I'm not currently saving lives either because I can't save any of these bridgemen around me. Right. So so he because we're all doomed. So he just yeah he has this this third category that sort of pops up into his mind and he's like you know like I am a victim. I am, I am who I am one who needs to be saved. Right. Um, and since he's so used to being the savior, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, or that kind of role, he can't, he knows that no one's going to come for him. Like, you know, he, know, he right. knows there's no, there's no hope. There's no hope. There's absolutely no hope left. So, um, yeah. before we move on to chapter 10, though, I, there is a couple of more points mm-hmm. I want to bring up. Um, sure. it'll be kind of useful to examine what happens later. Um, Syl says that she used to watch him fight long ago. And then Kaladin thinks to himself that he, mm-hmm. he seems to only remember Syl start following him after he was already a slave. So that those those two things don't really seem to add up. Um, I thought that, I thought that Syl mentioned that in chapter eleven, but she mentions it in nine too, eh? She mentions it in nine. Yeah, she just kind of says like, you know, yeah. I used to watch you fight long ago, mm-hmm. um, and um, what happened to that person? And then he thinks to himself, that's weird. Why would she? Like, she shouldn't have been around then she i only remember her being around as after i was a slave so that slave, doesn't yeah. really make sense yeah 
Um, and then um, Syl also tells Kaladin she's leaving. And she'll try to return. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's hard That's to remember awesome. herself when she's away. When she's gone away from him, it's hard to remember herself. And so she is going to try to come back. And then that really seems to be like the last nail in the coffin for him. Like he, he, he didn't realize until after she left how important her presence was. And it's yeah. like what you had said before in past episodes that like she's this like levity in the darkness. She's this like light in the darkness, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that's yet a, that's yet another event of chapter nine that is just so uh, heartbreaking for Kaladin. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, just another. It's, it's this character at his lowest, for sure. Right. Yeah, he's complete, lost complete well, hope. He's like well, running on autopilot. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, it's, um, it's a nasty character, or sorry, it's a nasty chapter in terms of, uh, in terms of depicting uh, our, well, I guess what I would presume is one of our protagonists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a hard chapter, but yeah, yeah. That's, I, th- I, think, I think those are all the, I think you covered everything that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next chapter, chapter 10, um, we get a flashback, our first flashback, technically mm-hmm. our first flashback, and it's nine years earlier when Kaladin is 10. Kind of makes sense from a, narr- a narrative perspective, too, that um, um, that this happens um, while he's at his lowest point. So mm-hmm. al- almost like, you know, as he's contemplating you know, absolute misery. He's inside his mind. And then we have this flashback. Right. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of, he neat. also kind of prepped us for it because he said, you know, he was talking about his dad and about the, 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 the two different types of people that his dad would say. So this, now we yeah. see the actual yeah. moment where his dad says that to him. Um, so it's like, almost like he's, he, for, Brandon Sanderson foreshadowed, shadowed this scene in the last chapter for us. Right. Also, the first chapter not to have a death quote. Yes, um, the uh, the flashbacks don't seem to. At least this first one doesn't. We'll try to keep track of that as we go along and see that if there are other flashback uh, chapters that come about, whether or not they'll have a death quote. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, good, good noticing there. That's uh, very astute of you. <laughs> good, good noticing. I, 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 I t- I'm a noticer. I'm an I'm a professional noticer. Professional noticer, yes. Um, um, so Cal, Cal is ten years old, and he says he hates his name because yeah. it sounds like a light eyes name. He'd rather be known as Cal, and I Kaladin sounds way too light eyes. Yeah, way too light eye. He wants to fit in more with those around him. That's that's really that's a big thing for a ten year old to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of I wrote that down too. I thought that was really interesting about his character. Yeah. His so, dad is named Liren, and he is a surgeon. He's a surgeon, yep. So now we finally get a reason for why Cal knows all these things about herbs and medicine and, and why he's a good medic on the field. He actually has had surgery training. And he started, uh, so it says that Liren, his father, started him uh, learning about this sort of thing uh, with medicine and surgery and whatnot when he was eight and he used mm-hmm. to he used to not be able to handle uh, the sight of blood and and uh, and this sort of thing. But then yeah. at this point, uh, so uh, during this flashback when he's ten, a young woman, Sonny, fifteen years old, black hair, has a a, ha- um, a flesh wound on her hand, on her mm-hmm. free hand. And as a ten year old Kaladin, he can handle it. He's um, 
he's already seen two years of this already. So right. father has already started him when he was eight. Um, so that was, that's, that's quite intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, they light up the surgery room with a, uh, a Brahm sized gemstone that um, Liren has on loan from the landlord, uh, the main landlord of Hearthstone. Yeah. 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 So like there's the not even theirs. It's not just even their light. Yeah. 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 Just to be able to have a, a well lit surgery room. Right. Mm-hmm. And then well, they mentioned that, that the, no, go ahead. Oh, well, well they mentioned that uh, Hearthstone is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a city, but it's not, it's difficult. It's uh, it's an outlier area. So it's, it's uh, tricky to get things, um, uh, um, to this uh, place, right? Yeah, so, it's, it's so kind of out of the way. Spheres are a bit of a commodity and uh, not really um, uh, easy to come by. So mm-hmm. the, fact that, the fact that a landlord is helping out in this matter is is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I did I did write down something. I, I don't know if I'm barking up the wrong tree here, but uh, Kaladin to me seems you know uh, well when, when we first meet him in the in the in the novel it's he's 19 he mm-hmm. I, i'm guessing he's you know fairly fairly handsome uh fits looking kind of guy mm-hmm. um but his father <laughs> liren is described as short balding and he's got spectacles on and he's this surgeon it just it's just such a juxtaposition mm-hmm. um so i was kind of you know just a bit curious about uh that element it's just it's only it's just said to describe Liren, but i couldn't help but the 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 reader the detective in me was thinking like are they dropping a hint that that maybe kaladin you know may or may not be Liren's son i mean i mean it's not that everybody has to look genetically like their parents and i i know that there's plenty of examples of uh, he could get uh, his stature and his good looks from his mother correct yeah so and perhaps that's the case uh and maybe they're just describing it just to give you a bit of contrast between these two between the father and son mm-hmm. um but anyways i wrote that down i thought that was interesting so um, like uh, one of the things i love about this chapter or it's just kind of like a little thing but um they have these gemstones for for lighting the room um mm-hmm. his father wears these really really priceless spectacles in order to be able to do surgery mm-hmm. and uh they, he makes a point of saying like these things are priceless Most, like the fact that we well, have them yeah, it was his most precious gift. Right. And then um, yeah. he also has the only working clock in the the whole village. Um, the clock is a fabrial. So remember we talked about how um, the soul caster was a fabrial? Yeah, it was a fabrial. Yeah. Well, this clock is also a fabrial. So it's just a, a mechanical gadget that's made, yeah. that's, that's like created with gemstones. and, yeah, and, and using whatnot. the gemstones to keep time. And, and it's mm-hmm. because he, he values time. In fact, he said that a surgeon needs to be calm because worry wastes time. Yes, yes. I love that line. So, yeah. So the fact that he's sort of... Um, cognizant about time is is mm-hmm. uh it's interesting like it makes a lot know. of sense though because you you know if he knows you only have five minutes and or before this thing happens before this limb mm-hmm. is you know uh, needs to be uh, cut off or whatever he needs to know that with uh, absolute precision right so mm-hmm. it's it's really neat yeah there's some really um, there's neat a, stuff um, in here there's a line here yeah there's a line here about the heralds yeah, I was just going to mention that the wisdom yeah, you of the go, herald. You take, go ahead. Go, you, tell me what you got there. 
but they're but they're demons. Mm-hmm. And then that's what that's what Kaladin says, and Liren says, "No, that's the radiance." Mm-hmm. Um, Liren says, "The heralds the heralds were sent to teach mankind um, to lead us against the void bringers." After we were cast from heaven, the radiance were orders of knights who betrayed us once the heralds left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the the the, the line I have written down here is that the radiance were orders of knights that the heralds founded, mm-hmm. and then they betrayed mankind. So the 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 these radiance were actually uh, knights belonging to each herald, right. And then the, the radiance betrayed mankind after the heralds Correct. left. After the heralds left, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the the interesting part is that a lot of this stuff is just hearsay, right? Um, mm-hmm. Cal says that the ardents called them demons, and then Liren's like, "No, that's not true. It's the radiance that." Did. So, like, each person has their own their own interpretation of what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing is uh, either you know either either the truth is plural or. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or um, there is some great correction that needs to occur. Right. Liren says, uh, I think, that they were not demons. They were just men with too much power and not enough sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. I, I mean, we know from existing in the world of literature for the last 40 years that, uh, you know, it's uh, um, it comes up all the time that uh, power um, corrupts people. And so therefore it has done so here as well. I like how they mentioned too that uh, it's a, a very casual thing to blame the void bringers when when things went missing in the night yeah. or or the crops, crops. from <laughs> yeah. the digger worms. Yeah, so that was yeah. uh, that was kind of cool. But they, well, it's they, it's like it's baked into their society, right? To use these things as as like um, old wives' tales and and like you know uh, like uh, local legends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's the void bringers. No, it's the radiance that let us down. No, right. no, of course not. Exactly. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's the it's herald's fault. They, they they never should have left. Um, uh, I, I like I like where where this where this chapter goes after after this, and that is, um, it drops that Cal was eight. Uh, it goes through Sonny's wounds, three broken fingers. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and what what is required? Her third finger is shattered. It's got to be amputated. Right. Um, but. Uh, the, the line that caught me was that um, their family, with Liren being a surgeon, is surviving because of others' misfortune. Yes. That's also a heavy-loaded thing to contemplate, again, as a 10-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's contemplating his name. It's heavy. Like, you know, like these are heavy things to to, to be thinking about, you know. Right. Our, our whole existence is, is about... Um, other people's misery or other people's misery but that's again it's a it's a i don't know what the right words are here but it's a, it's sort of a defeatist way to look at it it's a it's certainly not a positive way to look at it it's no for sure not and i absolutely love where they go with after this um there's there there's the talk about uh just to interject this uh there's the talk about the um, the soap and water being effective on the rot spread and the death yes. spread. New spread. So, yeah, new spread. Well, rot spread and well, death spread, you apparently you can't see them, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. That's um, very interesting, isn't it? So, yep. Um, uh, but what I, what, what I liked here is Liren um, trying to convey to Kaladin mm. that, that care, that caring, and interfere with the surgery caring 
can interfere with your performance. Yes. It's good um, to care, but not too much. Right. And then Kaladin thinks, well, under his breath, he's like, well, what about not charging for your work? Like, isn't right. that, care isn't that caring too much? Mm -hmm. But he, he doesn't, uh, he won't say that. Yeah. No. Um, we get to normal about winter wart. Winter wart uh, lets gets uh, makes you sleep for hours and hours, which is uh, it makes me uh, it makes me think of uh, the milk of the poppy from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Now they mm -hmm. use that in Game of Thrones all the time. That's kind of when I first read it, I was like, oh yeah, that's milk, kind of like milk of the poppy. <laughs> and Kaladin's bringing up, of course, he's as he's learning all this surgery stuff. He's like, well, oh, yeah, well, guess what, uh, uh, my. My friend, uh, is it Jam? Jam. My friend, my friend Jam is, uh, or he's twelve years old. He's two years older than me. He's already learning the quarterstaff. He, yeah. uh, uh, we're, and he's talking about how awesome Bright Lord Amaram seems to be, and not yes. stuffy old Wistio. And yes, and, and, I love and that line. Yet again, another another um, plug about how um, amazingly mythological this Amaram character is. We haven't really met him yet. Um, no, everyone seems to think this guy's the best. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so he's talking all about this, and um, um, you know, having and and, and he's, he's got big ideas for being ten. He, like he's he's already thinking about training. He's already thinking about the yeah. military and how how important it is to have the military to defend our borders. Um, and bringing up uh, Thelena. And then his dad is like, well, well, Thelena is an island, uh, an island kingdom. They're mostly merchants and tradesmen. Like, why are we, yeah. why are we so keen to be at war or at least be preparing for war with these, with these, with these people? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, I find there's a lot of misinformation in this chapter. Oh, okay. Like, cause, um, cause Caliban's like, well, you know, the, the Thalans are going to attack us. And Liren's like, the Thalans aren't going to attack us. Like, where did you get all this information? And Cal's yeah. only 10, right? So his buddy Jam tells him that, you know, the Knight's Radiance are going to steal him in his sleep. He's going to go, Dad, did you hear that Knight's Radiance are going to steal me in my sleep? Like, <laughs> it's a lot of the, kid talk, the lesson, right? The, the lesson here in Chapter 10 is uh, don't trust Jam, especially Raspberry. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. With, yeah, he might be really good with his quarterstaff, but he he's a big liar. That's Don't, <laughs> don't, trust, don't jam. trust Jam. Don't trust yeah. Jam. Jelly, okay, but once you add the fruit in there, the, no, you uh, can't do that. That's yeah. Preserves are not never to be trusted. <laughs> in preserves, in preserves, in, in preserves, we trust. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like like what, you know, Lear and the father, he's asking, you know, why learn to hit boys with a stick? I, I, mm. I, I like how I like how he's dumbing it down. Yeah, you know, he's saying like, why why hit why hit boys with sticks? Yeah. Uh, and then and Kaladin's like, well, for honor. Um, and he's like, well, who who tells stories about surgeons? And then mm -hmm. his father father pipes back, the children of the lives we save. Mm -hmm. And that is huge because that yeah, really flies. Huge. That really flies in the face of what was said earlier, which was um, uh, Kaladin sort of commenting about uh, you know. Uh, like not having any any per like that our existence is based on the suffering of others. Well, yeah. that's a that's a very negative way to learn to to think of it. Really, it's about like Liren just pointed out, like how the the memories of the children of the lives you save, those stories are told in those spheres. Yeah, yeah. So. There's there's definitely um. I mean, 
he's teaching him about surgery, but he's also teaching him about life, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of life lessons that are being taught here that are in this really simple chapter. There's a lot of that stuff going on. Like um, mm-hmm. Liren says that a wise surgeon must learn what needs to be removed and what can be saved. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and, and do that first. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the first thing that you have to do. You have to assess what can be done. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. point in like spending all your energy to save something that can't be saved. You have to be, you know, shrewd enough to know that this, this hand can't be saved or whatever. Again, right? again, again, uh, it, it really goes to the whole clock thing. It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, exactly. And there's no point in wasting your time because, you know, if, if, if you can, if you can be more efficient, then your mm-hmm. time can be then spent on to saving more lives yeah, and, and alleviating more suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like the fact that he brings up, um, you know, killing to protect. This was the logic mm-hmm. give, given to him by his son, but Kaladin is pretty sure of himself on these, on this wisdom. And, right. and, and the dad is like, well, you know, say k- killing to protect or to save is like blowing harder to stop, huh. to stop a, a high storm. That's my highlight of the whole chapter is that line. That's your highlight, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that line so much. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, yeah, I you, love you that line so much. Can't protect by killing. Trying to blow <laughs> harder to blow it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's the whole fight fire with fire. Right, um, right. Um, you know, um, one eye uh, for an, an eye for an eye. That's this whole, this whole thing. It's, yeah, a little, so the, it's a little bit like pissing against the wind too, isn't it? Or no, no, wait, that's a different well, thing. <laughs> the, these are again these are these are big conversations for a 10 year old i mean you have a 10 year old it's eight learning how to be a surgeon i mean this guy is i mean it you know it's it's tiger mom sort of uh sort of stuff right. here so, so but, kudos but ultimately to, to they, they live in a they live in a world you know a very um desolate um, mm-hmm. um punishing kind of world with war and and so it makes sense that this kind of stuff would have to be taught as a kid mm-hmm. like i wouldn't teach we wouldn't teach our kid that now um because i mean like you know let them be 10 you know what i mean let them have fun as a 10 year old they can worry about the the greater world later now that being said, with everything going on right now in the world, um, I have talked to my yeah. seven-year-old about some of the things that are happening in this world, and mm-hmm. she needs to mm-hmm. she needs to know and be prepared that you know, like yeah. uh, there are certain people in this world that you know hate others because of the way they look or, or who they love, and uh, and and you know, I've had to have that conversation with her already. But mm-hmm. all this super like deep stuff that Liren is going in with, uh, to Kaladin with makes sort of sense because of the world they live in, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so before, no, I, no sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, no, 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 you're. I was just going to say that um, that at the end of that chapter, there, Liren points out how exceptionally brilliant Cal is at this stuff. Um, he's very gifted, and he wants to send him to Carbranth to study with yes. like actual when surgeons. When he's sixteen, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so and, like, and that he's very excited about that mm-hmm. Liren's like I you know I learned from our local surgeon here but you would actually mm-hmm. go to like like a surgery university almost right like mm-hmm. you would actually go and learn from the best possible and since you're already as smart as you are now I can just imagine the things you'd be able to do mm-hmm. study at the so millennium yeah. instead of instead of studying under old old vath from from short short right exactly <laughs> yeah George Brun, I love George that name. <laughs> so, what's your um, what's your uh, highlight for this chapter? Um, well, I, I had I had two more little notes here. Don't dream oh, okay, the small, don't dream the small dreams of other men. 
Mm -hmm. Um, our grandfathers worked hard for us to get to the second non don't waste, don't waste that on killing. Mm -hmm. So it was very, very clear that the father, you know, absolutely valued, you know, surgery, medicine, saving people and learning how to alleviate suffering, which by the way, has been my, my personal uh, belief on the point of, of existence Mm -hmm. is, is to alleviate suffering, uh, suffering. So, um, so I, I, in terms of a highlight, I, I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I would say, I think maybe you, I think maybe you've got it. I, I, I would share yours that, um, you know, blowing harder, uh, to stop the high storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think you've got it there. I, I think that it's is a really the, cool philosophy and that is the core of this, of this chapter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. Just going back here, what we have, all these things we said, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was, this was really good stories of surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good chapter. A really good. So chapter. chapter 11 is called droplets. Mm-hmm. And we get um, yeah. another death quote. We do. So this one, right off the bat, I wrote this one down. Three of 16 ruled. So I am not sure who the 16 are. Not sure. Are mm. these knights? Are these the radiants? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but now the broken one reigns. I don't mm-hmm. know who the broken one is. So very mysterious death quote um, collected. Right off the bat, to go to increase the, the continuation of chapter 9. So 9, damnation very downtrodden everything is horrible nihilism everything is uh nietzsche or worse um mm-hmm. well i shouldn't say that like that I, I suppose from what i don't really i think nietzsche was i shouldn't i shouldn't speak about things that i don't fully understand so um <laughs> but but to start this chapter off with droplets again like wow you 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 find out that you, you bridge four each of them are given one blanket yeah and you can you have to choose cushioning <laughs> or warmth. Yeah. You either freeze, you either freeze or ache. Yeah. And and, and some and some of the men in in Bridge Four wrap wrap it around their head just to hide from the world. Like right. Like again, How like horrible wow, is that? it's just Brandon Mr. Sanderson hitting you even harder. Like you he's already pummeled you to get this point home. And then now, like um, Oh, it's just brutal. So you've you've got Kaladin. It's, he's it's really brutal. It's brutal. He's, yeah. he's he gets up. He gets up. He's walking out in the rain. They're describing the hour before the riddens. Uh, mm-hmm. Branches lay scattered about like bones in a white spire's lair. Yeah, uh, I love all of that. The icy rain droplets, you know, hitting his hair yeah, and say, his beard. And then, he says and then, that, then um, they this... talk about the beard, and he's like, "I hate my fucking beard. I yeah. don't want a beard. <laughs> Beards are yeah. like axe hound pups. They're annoying." Like, like yeah. it's like even his facial hair is bothering you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it keeps going. And 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 yeah. then he then he says, "I'm thinking about going over to this to, to the honor chasm and yeah. calling it a day." He goes out into the high storm. Um, uh, the uh, like you said, it's near the end of the high storm. This is he says the 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 time during high storm that um, um, any if anybody's going to go out in one they should go out during this time because you know the winds are a little bit more calm and it's not as violent but you would never go out in the high storm before this because it's just too dangerous 
Um, but guess who is also out in this high storm? It's Gaz, our little one-eyed buddy Gaz. One-eyed buddy there. looking out, looking out for spheres. Yeah, he's going to collect his spheres that he left in the uh, in the in the storm. So um, mm-hmm. we get here. This is like one of the first times that they say it. Um, that uh, when spheres lose their light, um, mm-hmm. they're known as dun spheres, and yep. that they can be left out in the high storm to replenish the, that storm light. Um, uh, this, the, the storm light will eventually just fade from a sphere, like after a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and then, then now their value is not as much as it was when it was first charged. Um, but so mm-hmm. Gaz is out there, and Gaz, Gaz thinks that Cal's out there to take his spheres. He's like, I'll swear to God, if I see you yeah. take spheres from somebody... <laughs> Yeah, and he's and then he says something to him like, well, "Don't try to escape. There's guards all over the place." And then Cal's like, "Honor, Chasm." Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you you can't you can't you can't touch me. I'm 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 already dead. I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And he says, "Well, le- leave your vest and sandals." Oh, yeah, God. yeah, just brutal. Yeah, so, it's just just the worst, right? Like, so, I don't want to have to send someone down to pick it off your body. Oh man. Well, and 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 this next little bit I put uh, so the next little bit that 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 I wrote down, which which caught me after this exchange between Gaz and him during the pelting rain. So I mm-hmm. think I think I think maybe Kaladin is suspicious of Gaz. Like you're the thief. Like if anyone's out here stealing spheres, it's you. Right. You know that's what I sort of took as possible uh, an accusation. And of course, you know Gaz turns it around. Of course, it's it, it will be you. You're you're out here uh, trying to steal spheres. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it does describe that the rain is pelting his face, mm-hmm. but the way that it's written is is it specifically says, I think, anyways, wind driven rain. So, right. what what I took from that is again, it's that subtle hinting that the wind is it's pelting him as if trying to shove him back to the camp. The wind, the windspread, sill is like trying to stop him from going. Try, trying yeah. to save him it's still that's the really wind. cool imagery it's that's still, really cool well but because i mean you you don't you don't have to word it that it's wind-driven rain i mean i suppose it's very descriptive it, you know it's it is a high storm i i, I or the the remnants of it so mm. but but i i the way i read into it was yet again they're driving home that that, that the wind is guy is trying to guide and yeah, i like that uh, yeah, so I that was I think my literary highlight I think for this this chapter, the honorable decision death. So he is heading to his death, contemplating it over the honor yeah. chasm. Yeah, the um, one of the things they say he says before, like as he's getting to the the chasm, is he? Um, I love this line. He says, "The shattered plains are not natural. This land has been broken, and now broke the people who came to it." Came to it, yeah. And I just yeah. love that. I think that's really really great. Yeah, um, he's talking clearly about himself, but like he was already broken when he got here, but now he's shattered, just like yeah. the shattered plains. Just like the shattered plains. Yeah, people are, people are uh, like the people that dwell here and fight here are just as broken as the landscape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so that's, he sits, that's awesome. he sits on like the edge of the chasm with his legs hanging over, and um, mm-hmm. he thinks about this line that his dad said from the previous chapter of "You can't stop yeah. the storm by blowing against it." Um, and he, Cal feels almost clear minded for the first time in a long time. You know, he says that uh, everything was better before he lost his brother, um, before he was betrayed in Amaran's army. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, now the honor chasm is the end of that road. Like this is the end of right. it. I, it yeah. all brought me here. 
And, but then, and even then he though he's about to jump to his death, he feels clear-minded about it. He feels like this is the right thing to do. But then he also also remembers that his father um, spoke about stormwater. Mm-hmm. And stormwater being good for plants. And storm wardens of Kolinar and Vednar uh, have proven that plants uh, did better uh, with stormwater than lake or river right. water. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is really important to, to drop that because I think what we as the reader are to interpret a little bit is that this storm water, these droplets, what the chapter's named after, mm-hmm. this is what uh, proved to be better for Kaladin. Like he's almost being cleansed of all of this. He, yeah, this, this storm water, the, like when he, when he walks out into this storm which we already know replenishes the spheres. We already know now it replenishes plants. He mm-hmm. is he is that thing that needs to be nurtured from this storm. So this event is, uh, is huge in his transformation because he goes from wanting to jump. Sill, of course, uh, during this moment of the getting pelted and, and, and being over the chasm, still appears in his hand. Mm-hmm. And, and she brings him another one of these black bane leaves. I, I thought <laughs> this, I thought this would make you happy, which kind of amuses him because uh, he's, he's contemplating. What a cutie! I know, right? Oh, it's so adorable. Uh, but she, so she brings him this thing, this poison, and she willingly brings it back to him. Um, yeah. and he he ends up he ends up crushing it, letting it go over the chasm. Yeah, and 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 he says the world has just changed. Yeah, she said he she says to him that everything changed after you dropped that leaf. And so she really thought that giving it back to him would help. And and it does, just not in the right. way she thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right because because well, it's funny cuz I I had my theory earlier about about him about the windspread that, that blew it out of his hand initially mm-hmm. and then, and then right. she went to go get it back. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny now looking back on on those two interpretations of that moment because um, now that he is confronted uh, with these droplets yeah. and contemplating his death and having this this black bane um, once again in his hand and but this time he he lets it go and he approaches um, so he leaves the chasm. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and the first person he sees is Gaz. Yeah, hold on. Let's let, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. There's a oh, there's okay. a moment here where um, still yet again, still. still yet again says mm-hmm. that she had been watching Kaladin since he was in Amram's army. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. Cal's kindness towards his men in Amram's army is what drew Sil to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, it was it's it's his. Um, his old personality, who he was, his yeah. his values, his uh, his his sense of honor, um, his his willingness to again alleviate suffering, care for others, like all the things that mm-hmm. were put into him by his father. Like it's almost like he's the surgeon, regardless of his position of war. Yeah. So here, I'm going to drop a I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Here, you dropped a bomb <laughs> on me in the in the episode two when you pointed out that um, the Thalen. Uh, slaver and the Thalen 
sailor were driving or bringing our heroes yes. to their destinies. Okay. Yes. I'm going to yes. drop a little bit of a bomb on you here. All right. Something okay. that I, I, I found oh. that I couldn't, and I would never have looked for it unless you taught me how to look for it earlier in this series. <laughs> I okay? love the smell of napalm in the morning. Drop yes, a, you did. Drop, yeah, drop bomb. his bomb. Okay. Drop me so, a bomb. So uh, Sil says to Kaladin um, mm-hmm. that she that he could help the bridgemen like mm-hmm. he helped his old squad, yep. like he tried to help the slaves. She yep. says, what is one more try? What could it hurt? Right. And she's like, you can't fail these men. They're already dead. They're already dead. And so I'm reading this and I'm, I've got my Jack hat on because I'm like, Jack's <laughs> going to be looking for stuff. And I'm like, I've read these I books five too. times and I've never seen these things. So I better start, you know, as the host of this podcast, I better start coming up with some of these truth bombs too. <laughs> this here is mirroring what Yalb says to Shalon. The yeah. third one always wins. Always try one more time. Try one more time. The third one always wins, right? Yeah. Kaladin tried with his squad. Yep. He tried with the slaves. And now Sil, like Yalb, is asking him to try one more time with the Bridgeman. Yep. Exactly. I had that in my notes too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Because when so I saw that's that. so great that, that, that you brought it up. It's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're when right. I saw that's it, so... my all literally like I got goosebumps all over my body. I was just like, yeah. holy moly, I've yeah. never seen it before. I know. I know. It's so yeah. it's it's so wonderful that all of these little tie-ins um in the right brandon mister that's that that's a mr sanderson that's a mr sanderson moment there yeah Yeah, yeah, um so just to put a cap on this to put a little exclamation point on this Mm. um when cal uh she she says this to cal and then cal is like thinking about it in his head he says one more try three times exactly three times right just like the uh the this this rule of three is happening here this yeah um the third one always wins he says to himself one more try and he thinks about the squad one more try, thinks about the slaves. One yeah. more try, thinks about the bridge men and says, okay, yeah. I'll do it. Always trust a pirate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, apparently. Yalb is like the... Uh, the he's, he's, the he's the man. He's like a, a philosopher king philosopher, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, I love it that these, uh, you know, pearls of wisdom can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my lessons from, from Ratatouille. Yeah, uh, sweet. <laughs> so he does um, decide to to change it. Like you said before, this is when everything changes for him. Yeah, everything changes. Oh my gosh, he he, he confronts Gaz, and he again, sweeps his leg from under him and knocks him prone. Oh, knocks him, <laughs> lays him out, and he's like, and Cal Cal is surprised too. He's like, "Wow, bridge runs build muscle. I'm so strong right now." Mm-hmm. He's malfed. You know, he's not really. He's like miserable, but he's. Fucking strong. He's, he's fucking strong. So he says, yeah. I die. I died at that chasm. Uh, now you've got my vengeful spirit to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. And, he, yeah. and, then he, and then he simply claims this is just, this is the stuff of, you know, this is what the, this is what, um, this is the fantasy, the fantasy folks. Bridge four is mine. Yeah, I have that written all in caps here on my yeah, notes. Yeah, all in capitals. Bridge yeah. four is mine. I'm taking it. I'm bridge leader. Uh, how much? Yeah. I, I I don't want any of my pay to go toward paying down my debt. How much do I earn? Two clear marks a day. Okay, I want to stop paying immediately. Um, yeah. And then he he tells him that he's gonna take one of these uh, marks every five or something like that. Every yeah. every five. Yeah, for every uh, five he gets, he yeah he'll get one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Kaladin Stormblast was dead, but Kaladin Bridgman was of the same blood. Yeah, I love it. Like a, a, yeah. a descendant, right? He yeah. says something like that, yeah. a descendant. Yeah. A worthy descendant or something. Yeah. Oh, now, okay, I do have a little thing here. Um, yeah. Again, again, Sill, Sill appears. Okay, so Sill is present during this moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sorry, uh, I'm skipping ahead. Th- this is actually when Cal leaves Gaz under this arrangement. Like, right. don't. Like, he goes into the barracks. He, he basically, you know, don't fuck with me because I'm already dead. Yes. Like, so yeah. I, I'm not taking any more of your shit. I've survived long enough now. I'm stronger than you. I, yeah. you know, like, there's nothing you can do to me. I'm already dead. So <laughs> you know, he says. I'm he says done. one clear mark in five is probably not a lot of a bribe. He's like, but right. it'll probably be just enough to keep gas keep, like keep shutting up because he's literally right. outside collecting spheres out of his pouch. So he clearly needs the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so he goes back in the barracks and he approaches this old fellow uh, who had survived. Uh, he was actually a transfer over to Bridge Four, which means he committed some sort of uh, infraction. Right. Uh, and he's asking for his name. The gentleman won't, won't give it. He threatens him. Then he gives him the name. During this little exchange, Sill is present. Yeah. And and it quietly simply says in the text, he, meaning this new this new guy whose name Teft, mm-hmm. um, it says he wouldn't be able to see her. Hmm. It simply says that he wouldn't be able to see her, meaning no chance. And so I wrote that down because, again, I think that's another little subtle thing yeah. that, there, that there's something about Kaladin and Syl. And, or maybe or, there's something about Syl, yeah. Or maybe there's something about Syl, you know, mm-hmm. so that so he just would, there's just no chance he'd be able to see her. Right. Um, which, again, but makes, that's not to say that's that's not to say that uh, uh, people see don't see spren because they do see spren. They see anger spren. They see exhaustion spren and and all that stuff. Uh, like surgeons can see, see rot spren. Can't see this, sill. Yeah, but this guy wouldn't be able to see sill. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so he so, gives him his. He finally gives him his name. His name is Teft. Yep, Teft. Um, he's um. This. Oh, this. this he's like I, an old I, dude. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what's the highlight here, but honestly, uh, Sean, this this ending here where it, he's it describes that he's 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 getting all of their names, mm-hmm. and he that's his first decision, like his first involvement with his men. Tell me your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he and there's just so much you can extrapolate from that, but it describes it that he's holding their names like precious gemstones, like yeah. their names are. Most important currency, not the bromes. Yeah, he says that uh, names are the last thing these men's uh, these men own, and -hmm. giving them up is hard. Mm -hmm. No, this was their last precious thing. uh, Great conclusion to this chapter and to Mm -hmm. part one, of course. I like it. I like it when Nikal says to uh, to Taft, like, "Get some rest. It's going to be hard tomorrow." And then Taft's like, "What do you mean it's going to be hard tomorrow?" He's like, "Well, every day is hard as a bridgeman." And then that makes Teft laughed a little, like he chuckles. He's like, "Yeah, you're right." And so he's like, kind of already gaining rapport with them. Mm-hmm. And I think the one of the last things that he mentions is responsibility. Yeah, like he a, would find a way to protect these men. Yeah, yeah, he's found responsibility again, and uh, you know, there therein lies the the purpose for going on, like taking on mm-hmm. responsibility and. 
Yeah, this was a great chapter. I guess mm -hmm. the highlight, I don't know. The highlight is it's, um, I suppose the highlight is, is uh, I think getting the names. I mean, I, I think that's a really important, important thing. But again, other big highlights for me were, well, as you pointed out, the, 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 the try again, the try again yeah. three times. That's a big deal. I think yeah. that the the rain, he's learning the lesson from the stormwater nurtures uh, plants better. You know, he, he needs to grow. He needs to overcome this. And that's why the chapter is called droplets because everything yeah. happens under this stormwater. I love, I love this imagery that you've pointed out with uh, the rainwater washing away all this stuff that he's holding on to. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really love that. Um, but my, my highlight is, is, is the, what I said before the, um, the try again, this vis-a-vis -vis to the Shalons experience with Yalb. I never would have seen that if it wasn't for doing this podcast. I've, I've, like I said, I've read, you know, the, the books five mm -hmm. times over, mm -hmm. or at least the first one five times, five times over. <laughs> and, um, I've never, never seen these little things before. So for me, the highlight is the, the, just doing this and discovering these new things about the books are, are just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great. Well, it's, it's like you said to me, it's, uh, it's an onion, so you have yeah. to, you have to be patient. Keep and yeah. Keep peeling and keep looking. So mm -hmm. end of part one, super excited to continue on to part two. Yeah, we uh, have, um, sorry, we have a little bit of an info dump here that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Some the stuff info that we didn't dump. cover. Info dump. Um, uh, Liren uses the words wisdom of the heralds as a curse. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about death spren and rot spren. We've already kind of talked about them a little bit. Uh, rot spren and death spren hate water and it keeps them away. Mm -hmm. um also mm -hmm. there's another thing that keeps them away and i think it was like lister oh, oil or yeah i wrote that down lister yeah yep yep yeah lister oil stops infection it scares away rot spren yeah it's um, more effective than, than the water mm -hmm. we brought up the second non which is a rank of dark eyes Mm -hmm. um we not we don't get more than that just that the the, the dark eye society is laid out in these nons um, but the second non gets full citizenship and the right to travel, which is really great. Which allow would allow Kaladin, to a go to uh, sixteen year old, yeah, a sixteen year old Ka uh, Kaladin to go to Carbranth, which is awesome. But does that um, happen? No. Yeah, we don't know. Um, I don't know. Winter Wart um, has bitter taste and in, mm -hmm. uh, incites deep sleep, which we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, they met. A, they mentioned fiddle pox, which is uh, some kind yes. of chicken uh, pox type sickness i think Aaron was testing his son on his knowledge about such things that's that was cool mm -hmm. yeah i like that too mm -hmm. um they mentioned uh, uh catalan mentions a white spine yes i wrote that down yeah some sort of uh, uh of dangerous creature that we haven't met yet mm -hmm. um we talked about mm -hmm. spheres being done uh, money changers can infuse them or switch them out with infused gemstones um we get a description of a life spren. So remember last week we talked about um, lazy life spren, and I'm like, maybe they're just regular life spren that is being lazy. Well, lazy life spren were green specks of dust, of slow-moving dust. Mm -hmm. And life spren are described as little green blips of light. So there is a difference between, between life the lazy spren life and spren. lazy life spren. Yeah, there's a difference <laughs> between the two of them. Oh, my spren. Spren heads. Uh, Sprinthead, <laughs> um, I feel like uh, we should uh, we should cover a Radiohead song, but like change it to Sprens. I don't know. <laughs> Sprens. Sprenhead. Um, 
The so there we heads. get the spread heads. Uh, oh, like the lemon heads. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. The lemon. Oh, it's a sh- it's a shame about. Uh, oh, there's no one that's named Ray in the in the book yet. It's a shame about <laughs> uh, Cal. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that went on too far. It's a shame about Cal. <laughs> it's a shame about this joke. Is really what it is. Uh-huh. Um, um, we get a, a list of punishments for Bridgman. They get whipped. They get docked pay. They earn extra detail, like work detail. Uh, when things are really bad, they string you up on a post for a high storm. It's called the Stormfather's Judgment. Um, yeah, basically, are, uh, it sucks to be a Bridgman. Right. And it's almost <laughs> like they don't want it. Like, if the only thing that'll get you killed is if you refuse to rush the Parshendi, they'll kill yeah, you for that. Yeah, yeah. But They're everything in, else. Tolerant of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if everything else that you do wrong, they are willing to give you major punishment because they just want to keep you so that you can run a bridge again, right? So like they're not they're being they're not being really con- like con- uh, uh, nice to you. They're just, they're just conserving their their resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so a bunch of new recruits can show up to Bridge Four because they got caught smuggling. Sometimes uh, um, Bridge Four will receive a soldier that maybe did something wrong in duty. Um, they always get the special batch of recruits, which is like really the worst of the worst, which is probably why they, um, why they die so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a young one that shows up in, uh, in camp and it makes Kaladin think of TN. Mm. Um, and he says that everyone he tried to protect from TN to center dead now. Um, I just, so he- I, I just had a thought while, while you were speaking about, about this, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, and that is that I think, I think after all of those descriptions you just you just mentioned about the bridgeman i think that we now have clear a clear understanding of what the cheapest uh commodity or currency is and that is flesh right. flesh flesh is cheap and mm-hmm. i think that's the turnaround and part one is no flesh has a name like right. these these people matter you know it, it's the turning of the currency basically yeah that's really cool I think uh, I don't know why that thought just came into my head as you were speaking. So no, 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 that's um, that's amazing. And you're right. <laughs> at the very end of part one, we we put a name to this this flesh, this useless flesh that these the war camp is using. Yeah. Um, the last little note I have here on my info dump is that there are rumors that if you survive 100 bridge runs, you gain your freedom. But Cal mm-hmm. doesn't really believe it. So yeah, there's um, I, mm-hmm. that's the uh, that's um. Uh, the end of chapter uh, of part one part one is done in the books baby (laughs) um it only took us six episodes to do part one which is actually pretty good hey six episodes yeah six episodes um (laughs) this is actually i mean it's going way better than i thought when when we first looked at the book and we're like man it's a big book it's gonna take 42 episodes to do this i'm still frightened but that's okay Yeah, that's okay. It takes us as long um, as it takes us, right? Hopefully, it, it'll it'll turn me into a quicker reader. Is what I'm hoping that this uh, this experience will result. So, well, it's like what I said to you before too. The beginning of a book is always a harder slog to get through. Once you mm. get to the, the middle of the book, you're going to be like, "Dude, I want to read all the time," and we're going <laughs> to have to we're going to have to record every like two days or something because you're going to not want to stop reading. So good. I hope that we get to that pace eventually. That'd mm-hmm. be great. Yeah. Well, this was a great episode. I uh, very insightful um yes thank you thanks for the invite once again yeah thank you um if anybody out there uh, wants to support the show you can go to our patreon page at patreon.com slash heroes of um you can 
find us on Twitter at Heroes of One or on Instagram at Heroes of Cathra. Um, just take a look at the show notes. There'll be some links there. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to yourself, Jack, for creating such an awesome theme song for this uh, series oh. of pods. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. You created the season one theme song for the uh, the D and D interviews. You created the, the theme song for the second season when we did our uh, Invisible Sun actual play, and mm-hmm. this third theme song that you created is just unbelievable. I don't even know, ladies and gentlemen. Jack hadn't read any uh, any of the book before he wrote the theme song and if you listen to the theme song you'll hear you'll hear that those uh confrontations between the alethi and the parchment right, baked right into that theme song i don't know how you did it buddy but it's amazing <laughs> um so yeah if um if anybody wants to like reach out you can uh, find us on the on the socials um that's it i think the next uh, chapters we're going to be uh, covering are the interludes Mm-hmm. The and that should be a pretty short episode because the interludes are pretty small mm-hmm. but uh, that's good we kind of need some short ones every once in a while all right well uh, thanks a lot for joining me jack yeah no problem we'll talk again soon talk soon stormlighters <laughs> <laughs> till next time storm pod is brought to you by heroes of theme song by jack forrest productions additional music by jason Moore. Produced by Jack, Jay, Phil, Mike, and Sean, the heroes of Hakathra. <laughs>